was. Oh, I guess that was a whine. I, like you, it sounded like an M, so I thought you were gonna meow. I was, I was gonna tell you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is for, as we've established, dude, dogs only. Dude, dogs only. This is the worst year of our lives. The number one all right wrestling podcast on iTunes, baby. We're here. Also representing Antifa. Also representing Antifa. And, by the way, the number one uh, alt left uh, wrestling podcast as well, topping both charts. We are definitely tops. We're the, we are, yeah, we are tops. Which I, maybe you told me actually, was it you that told me that like the gay community is 10% tops, 90% bottoms? I think we had, I don't know if it was me telling you, but we've, we had a discussion not that During long ago. During our research. <laughs> research. On the gay community. <laughs> I think what it was was that uh, I had mentioned that a, a former coworker of mine um, is now uh, dating a man and is... Sorry, is now dating a man? So that wasn't always... And, and so is now bisexual, which P.S. means you're gay. I looked up bisexual in the dictionary and it said, see gay. Um, and I think that we just... Our conversation got from there because then I said, I, whenever I meet gay couples, I'm always really interested in who is the top and who is the bottom. Yeah. Like, it just, to me... The also, thing, it's easy to tell. No, not Actually, always. Actually, I guess not, all. I not, guess not always. always. Yeah. And I think the thing for me is that it's not because I, like, want to know whose butt's getting pounded. Right? I mean, that's but, a small part but of I it. But I think as a almost exclusively heterosexual man... For this half of your life. Yeah. Um, hashtag I, second half gay, guys. It's the dynamic... The, uh, not even the dynamic, because, like, when, if you go on a date with a girl... Yeah. You pretty much know that, like, you're the one that's giving. Yeah, you pretty much know whose penis is going in whose hole. Yeah, but... In the Although, ga- it's funny when you don't, when you go on a date with a girl. <laughs> that is always an interesting end of a date. Hashtag Pegasus. Hashtag Pegasus. Um, but the dynamic of, like... Like, do you discuss that before you even go on the date? Because what if you can't? What if you don't talk about it until like date five or six? Yeah. But by that point, you're already like, oh, I like this person. Then it turns out you're both bottoms. Because because you can't open with it, can you? I don't know. That's the thing. Like that's to me that seems like something that is moderately important. Yeah. Because uh, it's not. If like, anything's going to going to go anywhere, it is important. Like unless you're going to space dock or or. Uh, Put something unless you're in... both switches, the unicorn of the gay community. Ugh. Um, also, unicorns are no unicorns of the gays of the horse community. <laughs> they're they're double gays. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. That's always just been weird to me because like uh, I'm not gonna need to find that out ever in my life. Yeah. Because when I do do the second half, I'm automatically a bottom. Because when you're older, you're automatically a bottom. Oh, I guess. Just let the younger guy do the work. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. All them young Filipino boys, hairless and supple. Yeah, so you can almost pretend they're not boys, which is easier as you're transitioning to it in the second half of your life. Yeah, of course. You don't just go directly to bear. (laughs) No, you can't, like, immediately put the leather hat on. Yeah, and, like, a guy that is, like, two times your size and is going (laughs) to smother you. Like, no, you can't do that. You go for what you know, which is petite, womanly figures. Yeah, you go Christopher Plummer beginners. But only if you uh, like your life, and then you go for the nice, feminine-looking ones and not settling (laughs) for things, and then... Sure. Getting a... Piggy. 
taking what you can get. James. <laughs> uh, Piggy James. Guys, remember Pig- Remember when they called Mickey James Piggy James because she was only 10 pounds underweight? <laughs> that was that was a great time in our in our nation's history. I just remember that article like when there was those nudie pics of her that talked about how she didn't like to wash her gear or her underwear or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hmm, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, immediately off Mickey James. Thanks. <laughs> Not interested. She is a piggy. After all. She's not Miss Piggy, though. No. Is she still employed? I don't care. Dana Brooke? Yeah, I think she is. Remember remember when Vince wanted uh, Dana Brooke versus Charlotte at WrestleMania? Yep. Because she looks like a man, and that's what Vince likes. Vince is a gay man. Oh, that, that that's the thing that's been, uh, that I've just been, like, like sh- shuffling around the house and giggling to myself. I've been doing, um... I've been doing uh, by curious Clint Eastwood. <laughs> he's just like staring down a punk with a gun at him, and he's like, "Go ahead, make me gay." Uh, I've been laughing so hard at that all week. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. You can't it's tell not me a song. You can, no, it, no, it's not. So, like, not everyone is a song parrot. Oh, that's what you're asking if they're as good as. No, this is as good as the other retarded things I was laughing at last week. Oh. Yeah, no, it's uh, not as good as the song. I thought you were talking about a brand new version of something. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't have this week's. Uh, I'm a kid, man. Or, <laughs> or. Yeah. Or yeah. Or cock and roll part two. Or or take your shirt off <laughs> to the tune of "Where's Your Head At." <laughs> no, they can't all be that. No, this was just as funny as me me a couple weeks ago saying wet back, more like wet front. <laughs> That's the level this was on. <laughs> I feel like you didn't go with the more offensive of the two. I well, I forgot. Oh, um oh, yeah, of course. Uh, J- Jimmy Hoffa jerk you off. Yeah, yeah, as the as the Asian uh sketchy masseuse. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one too. But I am I'm, I'm liking by curious Clint. I I've been uh <laughs> Go ahead make me gay has been has been getting me there. <laughs> That has been uttered more times in your household it's, than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, it's been it's been doing it for me. Doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. Secret gay, Clint East. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting reveal. Yeah, that's in, not going to be revealed. Scott. In his nineties, not going to be revealed. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is less gay by choice than him. How about Kirk Douglas? Or how about Kirk? Has anyone ever come out after the age one hundred before? No. I think it's like you get to your 60s and I think you stop giving a fuck about what people think of you. Yeah. That's when most of them are. Yeah. I can't imagine The late come outs. Like, who would you be waiting? Like, you know, usually people don't... Your your judgmental dad who lived to 125. That's what I was was gonna say. It's like the only people that usually you're afraid to come out to are your parents. Yeah. So, once your parents are dead, you can just tell the world. You can just be it. You know, unless... You know, you've uh, secretly raised your entire family Christian and then decide, oh, well, I can never tell anybody about this ever. Whoops. Take that, President Pence. Take that, President Pence. You're not my president. You know what? Yet. He's not my president yet. Hashtag not my president yet. Hashtag Pence 2019. Not my president yet is such a confusing hashtag because it's like, not my president yet. So are you against him or like, do you want him soon or... We're gonna find out what Twitter tells me the hashtag not my president yet is. Cause like if you wrote like if you wrote something about Hillary Clinton and then wrote not my president yet, we're like this means like I don't want her now, but 
Maybe later. She's not my president yet. Is the hashtag turning up anything on Twitter? What's what's the tweet machine? <laughs> it's a picture. It's a picture of Kanye West, and it says, "What if Kanye West was president?" Hashtag President Kanye. Hashtag Not My President Yet. We did it, <laughs> guys. Let's get that trending. I'm Scott. And this is Drew. By the way, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of. Um, Stuff from December and November of 2016. That seems like the time that it would is be for Trump. That just says, uh, "Not my president," and then "Yet" is all capital. And okay, it's pro. Oh, it's pro Trump like, because like, they because can't. because they were using "not my pre just not my president" for Obama. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But the only like recent one was from April that said, "Oh my, like, oh my God, what if Kanye was." president and it only got one retweet and that was it so it must have been a post by somebody we know mm, by someone with uh with more than 400 but less than 500 followers <laughs> somewhere um, in there um yeah that sounds about right someone whose last name was just because they were a younger hipster and thought they would be cool to do that yeah nailed it nailed it yeah, what else is going on? Um, you know, girls with wieners and um, fallabah liking my tweets and yeah, Drew's, Drew's trying to book a match, the best match. Uh, I'm not even trying to book it. I'm just trying to get somebody with the connections that's and true. the money. Your tweet was like, just read my tweet. You're like someone who can do this. Like, get at me. Yeah, hit me up. Roll up, or just me. tell me where it's gonna be so I can be there. Yeah, is more of what it is. But Drew's trying to get get someone to book, not book himself. Uh, Japan's Ryotohama. The middle to right side of America's Ace Romero. Ace uh, Baby. Indonesia by way of New Jersey, Fala Ba, which is just a fun name to say. Fala Ba. Fala Ba. And, uh, man, we just learned the existence of this week, but is the most interesting shaped of <laughs> of the four people I've mentioned so far, which is baffling, is MLW's Barrington Hughes, who is a perfect black circle on top of two legs. Booking those four people in a five-way with uh, host of the show, Kelly Summers. Because Kelly has a fetish. <laughs> Kelly is a tight. <laughs> Kelly is also the greatest wrestler living or dead. Kelly is the greatest wrestler living or dead. If you don't believe it, check out recent professional wrestling match, Kelly Summers as Caden Talbane versus Chris Wolf. Good job breaking the kayfabe, but whatever. Whoops. And uh, and then... Or anything Kelly's done in the last, like, two years. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Like, I can't remember the last time he had a bad match. It's impossible. You know why? He's the greatest it, it wrestler was, living or it dead. It was probably against me at uh, the last uh, VCW show. Uh, probably. But that's not Kelly's fault. That's because of his opponent. Yes. I don't even know what match we're talking about. <laughs> the last VCW show, Kelly and I. He didn't have a singles. I'm the, like the first, the original last VCW show. Oh! Before we did I Sucks Dicks. I thought you had a good match there. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Kelly couldn't blade, no matter how hard he tried. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we put a hole in a wall that ECCW tried to make us pay for, and we never did. And then we just didn't. And, yeah. That was a good time. Yep. Um, Radio Silence. This is, uh, this is great. 
I can edit this. I'm not going to, but I want people to know that I can. <laughs> you, have, you have the physical ability. I'm very good at computers. Well, let's, let's go back to tops and bottoms. I have seen the future, and it is computers. Let's let's go back to tops and bottoms. I I insist. I I have seen what comes out of the back of. I've the seen porn. <laughs> I I have <laughs> I have in fact brag. I've seen what comes out of my butt. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know that I need to go near anybody else's butt. Except every girl you date. Yeah, that's different as girls. Okay. They're not, they're not, I can't get AIDS from that. I mean, that's Wait, true. can I? No, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, so, I don't really want to be a top, but I also don't know that I want anything shoved in my pooper. No, so... I don't think I do. And also, I don't want to have have the the maintenance be on me yeah that's true because i like i like to keep my butt gross <laughs> i don't want to have the shaving and cleaning i think and, you just get waxed and and, and bleaching and, i guess i guess i guess you just go scorched earth on it yes yeah scorched earth erotica but all the good cradle of filth album <laughs> Put all the, the b- b- uh, lotion, balms and salves and and lotions and potions and unctions and tinctures and smoothing milks and uh, who has the time? I feel bad that all of my all of our uh, Cradle of Filth fans <laughs> heard me say that was an album. And it's actually a song oh, on an album. Andrew, and now I'm channeling my inner Dan because I needed to explain to you the specifics. Of some band that no one cares about or likes. You should probably tell us about their record label and other cool, even lesser known bands on said label. Oh, I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know if I could tell you anything about them. Um, I think they're British. They are in fact British. You did it. And the lead singer's name is Danny Filth. Hmm. And they're his cradle. I hope of. I hope it's a family band and they're. It's the whole Filth family. The Filth crew. Yeah. The Filth animals. Mm. Are they, they the filthy animals? Are Cradle of Filth the filthy animals? Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? That's what I'm asking you. I, Drew, I got a surprise for you. Yes, they are. First album was 1994, so they were around when they existed. They're around. Um, the album itself was actually called Midian. <laughs> and, and was their second album called Viscera? No, unfortunately. Although it does sound like it could have been, right? Midian, a... Viscera, Farouk, Bradshaw. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it, the, the theory kind of drops off after Farouk. <laughs> I don't know if that's quite the same. Farouk, Bradshaw, <laughs> Ken Shamrock, uh, the big boss man. You ever listen to, you ever listen to Ken Shamrock by Cradle of Filth? Their fifth album. Ugh. <laughs> uh... Drew, did you get too high in the hot house? No. No? I was just hoping you were going to pick up the conversation because I already started with tops and bottoms and <laughs> cradle of filth knowledge. I feel like I'm dragging this podcast through the dirt and you're the dead corpse. <laughs> I'm dragging through it. I'm I'm the big show's father. Essentially. And you're the big boss but man. But heavier. You're the big boss man, as, as we all know, cradle, cradle of filth's seventh album. <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, how... You, you didn't just, yeah, you, 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 you were just guessing how, uh, you didn't like the maintenance to be on your hands. Oh, yeah, no. Like, yeah. Uh, but I, I love the idea of doing less work sexually. Yeah. I love that. You're starfish. 
Yeah. You'd probably fall asleep. <laughs> I would. I would. Love to fall asleep. Fuck. I would. I'd love to fall asleep fucking every night. And wake up also fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a real, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I want stuff in there. I don't want to have the upkeep. But I'm very... Chemical castration? I am very lazy sexually and regularly. So you are a cat. That part would be nice. But, yeah, I don't know if I would. But we'll find out, like, in a couple of years, right? Sure. <laughs> well, you're past the halfway point of your no, life. No, not so. even close. Not oh, even close. yeah. No, I'm. You're you're almost at the three quarters mark. <laughs> look, I'm look. I can't be because I'm not coming out until I'm older than a hundred. So I got I got plenty of time to go. <laughs> I guess that's true. I, I that, have I have literally decade <laughs> to go. <laughs> but does that mean that you're living the first half? So you're going to two hundred. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> to two hundred with with the world's first. 200-year-old man who came out at age 101. That's insane. That's my that's my story. I don't The things I will see. <laughs> Trump's presidency. Probably not. Trump's second presidency. Trump's Trump's third, third presidency. presidency. <laughs> As he removes presidential term limits and dubs himself the new Emperor. FDR, starts rolling around in a wheelchair for no reason. Emperor Trump uh, uh, devises a social plan called the the newer deal, <laughs> where he takes away social security. <laughs> oh, this would be good. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to Trump 2024. You know, I'm gonna say that a lot of those things you joked about are silly, are like dangerously close to but happening. Like some of those, honestly, could happen. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope all of them, especially the wheelchair. <laughs> He'd also be, what, in his, is 79 in his third presidency? Uh, yeah, I guess something like that, yeah. That's pretty good. That's why I want running my country. Yeah. My parents are 10 years younger than that now and are lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm just, ima- a joke. I'm just <sighs> imagining giving either of my parents a billion dollars and then and saying... the military. Yeah. And then, no, just of their oh, own money. Of their own They money. have trillions of dollars of, like, play money. Yeah. And, yeah, they're just saying, go run the free world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the free world anymore. <sighs> Ooh. That's a hot take. Well, mon- money's on fire. Housing's <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Human health is on fire. Yeah, literally our um, our province is on fire. The, the 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 weather forecast, and I'm not making a joke. This is a real thing. Like you open up your weather app, and instead of sun or cloud or rain, the weather forecast is smoke. It just says smoke, not smog, which is only half smoke or smog or smog, which is a full size dragon. Which, yes, and will cause desolation if I'm not mistaken. Sure, but yeah, just smoke. Just the the sun. The sun is probably there because there's there's some daylight, but you don't actually you don't get to see the sun anymore, or the moon, or or the tops of trees. But uh, we're wearing masks right now so we can breathe. But things are going real smooth here in 
one of the better parts of North America, I can't imagine what it's like in the worser parts. Oh, uh, yeah, especially closer to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what's going on with us. Snow. How, how quickly do we have to get into wrestling? Is the, uh, uh, broader question, is this still a wrestling podcast? Nah. Okay. We gave up on that a long time ago. Follow-up question, did we smoke enough loud? Probably. Did one of us vape so hard they shut their pants? I didn't, did you? I didn't, but I think you may need to reassess your situation, because you were having a time over there on, well, on one of your particularly sick rips. Hold on. Last time I was the one to shit my pants, so this falls on you. No, it doesn't have to go. I think it does. Back forth, back yeah, forth. You gotta, you gotta it's no, it's 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 not assigned. It's whoever shits their pants, and you did. Yeah, you were wearing used pants but the right. The time now. before was you. No, the time before was also you. No, the time before was you because that was when you took a rip. You mean the time so... bef- the time before last? Because last time was also yeah, you. Sorry, last time before. Two times yeah, ago was you. was maybe me because you ripped so hard. Yes, that you almost died. I did almost die. I I blew out a hole in the back of my pants. You yeah, we had to throw out that chair. <laughs> I had to throw the chair. <laughs> they had to clean up the whole area with acid. <laughs> <laughs> They hate so hard. They have to use acid to clean it up. I love acid poops. They're my favorite. They're the best. I feel like you had some today after we ate a combined $190 worth of KFC. When I I ate the first real food I've eaten in two days, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would have uh, played a role as well, huh? That that gravy went right through me. You snatched that gravy up. Yeah, it... Yeah, I forgot. I knew you hadn't eaten, neither of us had eaten today, and then we went out and just, I just bought a KFC franchise, <laughs> and just said, yes, we'll take this place, and then we, like, put the down payment and signed papers, and then we just ate all the chicken in the place, and, and boarded it up and abandoned it, but... <laughs> Don't you wish you were that rich? Oh, to just buy a KFC, eat what's there, <laughs> and, then, and leave forever. <laughs> yeah. Just, just burn it down for the insurance money. Yeah, I'm... I'm looking forward to to that irresponsible money. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could do some damage with that. I could really... I could do some good bits, because that's a good bit. Yeah, that is a good bit. <laughs> or, just, or just, like, uh, b- like buying the Washington Redskins and, like, promising to rename them and just name them the Washington N-Words. <laughs> <laughs> what is the... What's the N-Word? Naked Skins? Naked Skins. <laughs> Nerds, you're nothing but a big nerd. nerd. I forgot that's a that's a good promo. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we could get. Uh, I wish we could get Billy the Fridge a on the podcast and b to say the n word <laughs> and c out of the bed he's stuck to. Yeah, <laughs> currently currently amassing bed sores. Billy the Fridge. Hey, shout out to Billy the Fridge. Seattle, Seattle rap superstar and gigantic human being. And genuine piece of shit. Whoa. Second. (laughs) Got him. Got him. I think that's the only way we can get him on the podcast is by antagonizing him, so I I like your approach. Gotta get him angry enough that he cuts a diss track on us. Ooh. We could be a modern day Ricky Farrow. That's a person he did a diss on. A Jay Farrow? Not Jay Farrow. Oh. 
Big Who difference. would diss Jay Farrow? Whitey's. He's, a, he's a crackers. W- wonderful impressionist. Bitch ass crackers. <laughs> Trick ass marks. <laughs> Jay Farrow is absolutely like the best black impressionist, and I don't mean like impressionist who's a black guy. Yeah. I mean like he does. He can do the impression of every black guy. Yeah. And I think only that. Like I've never heard him do a white voice. I don't know if I have either. Unless you consider Jay Z white. Sometimes. Yeah. He's got the money of a white man. <laughs> it's true. He's got white man's money. He's got the white man's greed. <laughs> All right. He's going to eliminate the indigenous people of this country. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess not this country. Their country. What if What if Jay-Z killed all the Indians? Again. Here on Drew Smith's Hardcore History. <laughs> Cradle of Filth and if Jay-Z had killed all the Indians. <laughs> what if Cradle of Filth was the filthy animals? It's not what if, what if it's they, they are. are. This is a, here, here's, a, here's a new fact. I gotta stop playing with this plastic on my drink. That cannot be good for audio. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine it would be. I'm drinking a, a thing of iced tea from 7-Eleven, but it comes in a, a glass bottle, so it costs $17, and it's pretty good tea. It's, uh, anyone's interested, it's uh, Argo tea. I'm working with a uh, Carolina honey black tea, a little bit of... A little bit of uh, wild honey in there, a little bit of uh, splash of lemon, and it's a uh, it's a nice piece of business, guys. Uh, today's podcast brought to you by Argo Tea. Argo Tea, it's the tea you would drink in Toronto because they have the Argonauts of the CFL. That was a long way to go, but mm. here we are. <laughs> I think you just put most of our listeners as well as myself this to sleep. Been Scott's a CFL and iced tea corner. Join us next week for the return of Drew's Minor League Hockey Corner, the only thing worse than that. Well, speaking of minor, Funny you should Speaking mention, of minor league hockey teams. Oh, tell me about, tell me about one of them. Uh, where this Nitro emanated from mm-hmm. is an East Coast Hockey League team, Wichita Thunder. Why? Why didn't they have Thunder in Wichita that week? I don't know. They should have, though. Actually, yeah, they wouldn't even need to make shirts. They'd already have them. Um, also, why are the Wichita Thunder on the East Coast League? Why was there California teams in the East Coast League? You know what? Why was there a team playing in Victoria in the East Coast League? I feel like these are all more pressing questions than my Kansas one, so let's answer those first. Uh, does California know, know they're on the left coast? You can tell them that. I don't know that they're going to listen to you over their damn rock music. Over their and damn chili peppers. Bugles and and their and their Beach Boys and their uh, and their John Jan, Lennon and their Jan yeah California's own John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> and Texas native Paul McCartney. Well, Paul McCartney goes. It's gonna be the worst Beatles, the only one alive. That'd be funny if... He's going first. If Ringo outlives everyone by, like, 30 years. He might. Just, like, the last 30 years of a live Beatles history is Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. And then Ringo could tell them whatever he wants. <laughs> and there's nobody that ever to listen. I wrote all the songs. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? I was just being nice to John and Paul, but I'm Ringo Starr, and I wrote all the songs. <laughs> Like, I do like an alternate reality where Ringo's the only one alive. I'm kind of I'm kind of liking my new character, only talented Beatle Ringo Starr. Oh, but what if Ringo Starr met by Curious? <laughs> no, I don't have anything for that. So. Keep working on that. Uh, yeah. 
Obviously. But I do, I do like the idea of like, there's a bunch of. Like, That's better than admitting you're gay at 101. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of like history to the Beatles that nobody's talked about, and yeah. then Paul dies, and Ringo's like, "This is my chance. <laughs> I'm it's Ringo's time. The number one Beatle." And then he just tells history all these lies. Will remember me to fill in those missing gaps. History will like, remember the ni- Beatles as Ringo and those other guys. From like 1967 to like 1973, there's like a missing piece of Beatles history, <laughs> and then Ringo goes in there and just fills in all the gaps with Ringo Starr knowledge <laughs> that'd be the best oh and also we have our thumbnail for uh, this podcast it's the funniest picture I can find of Ringo Starr uh, he was in a movie in the 70s that was Called like uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band yes he played Steve Martin <laughs> much as Bill Bixby played Lou Ferrigno in The Incredible Hulk he sure did. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to say, his real name isn't Ringo, is it? It might be. People are weird. Yeah, fuck, it totally is. Liver, Liverpudlians are weird. <coughs> Quiet. My dick. <laughs> well, we are just about bang on half an hour. Um, That is correct. For the... Preamble, the prelude. Uh, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> I'm completely, my my life is over. You've you've lost everything. Are you just in a K hole? Uh, in a oh, which K hole? Yeah, ketamine. Yeah. Um, we have uh, after smoking like as much loud as we could, uh, for this episode. I feel like we've uh plateaued as far as that goes. Uh, so I have suggested, uh, bringing heavier drugs into the mix. Uh, so stay tuned for the Oxy episode or the homemade perks episode, which is just Oxy and Tylenol. I'm going to, I'm going to look up, uh, uh, what's better for podcasts, (laughs) Oxycodone or Percocet, and then we'll do that one. So stay tuned for that. Drew showed me a funny picture of Ringo Starr. That's pretty good. Getting, getting kissed by some, uh, penis. It's a dinosaur penis. What? It looks like I don't know, uh, it might be. It looks like Aubrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, something like that. But I don't. It's from think... a 1981 movie called Caveman, mm. starring Ringo Starr and Dennis Quaid and Shelley Long. It's an interesting uh, group of folks. God, Dennis Quaid has always been fuckable though. Good for him. He's a handsome man. Good for him and Randy. I'd kiss him. Uh, Shelley Long, quite the babe. Pretty good there. She's uh, she's bad now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't look at her now. No, no. She, no, I have, uh, to, I, have to, I have to turn off Modern Family when she comes on. Yeah, she is an old, gross vagina. <laughs> well, what do you think? Do we... Um, do we do it? Do I think we, we just end the podcast now. Do we not do it? And, and that's your August 14th, 2000 Nitro Report. Join us next week, maybe. Who knows? So we're in Wichita. August twenty first, two. I keep saying fourteenth. That was last week. It's yes, August twenty first. That was the one we recorded previous to this. Yes, one, Scott. we're absolutely recording these in order, guys. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Stop writing us letters. Like, guys, are you okay? We think you're doing the. We think you're doing the podcast out of order, guys. We got it. Don't worry about it. But thanks for caring, and thanks for all those weird nudes you send. You can. You can okay. do it now. Okay.
Uh, we start off with a recap of last week, which we've totally already seen, so we knew all yes, those things. Yes, because we're definitely doing these in order. Um, uh, we get some garbage, uh, recurring thing on this episode is Vince Russo on the phone with Scott Steiner. Yeah, which, in retrospect, this conversation is so much more interesting. Yeah, of course. It's way, it's way <laughs> more interesting than the whole show. Yeah. Um, uh, he was rambling on to Steiner about... Uh, Goldberg's not there, and they got a plan to get him. Yeah, and, and, I, and I got this covered, and blah blah blah. And then Steiner's like, "Thank you, thank uh, you." That's later. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, whatever. Jarrett comes in and demands a match with Goldberg because he screwed him over against Booker T last week, which we totally saw. Yes. And then uh, Russo tells him he's gonna take care of it or something. Yeah. Um. Then out, uh, right out of the right out of the gate. We get a matchup, surprisingly, of uh, Primetime Young Skipper. Yep. CFL Grey Cup winner. Yep. Um, facing off against... True or not true, by the way? Not true. Okay. Didn't play in the CFL, was on practice squads, and that's it. Yeah. Um, practice squad wouldn't get a ring, would they? No. Also, no. does the Grey Cup even give rings, or yeah. just like a Tim Hortons gift card? He... Couldn't verify that because it's garbage football for yeah. garbage people. There but can't be great cup. I rings. think there's great cup rings. Really? Then, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. then like every CFL player has like four great cup rings or like ten, <laughs> depending on how long they play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's only seven fucking teams, so I love. Ah, there's nine. I love teams. the odds that if you play in the CFL for eight plus years, you're almost guaranteed a great cup by the law of averages. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, he is against what I guess, in theory, is the worst and or tied for worst member of MIA, Lieutenant Loco. I was going to say Hammer's the worst, but he's gone. Yeah. Now we have a wall in his place. A, a wall. And the wall can do some fun things. Sergeant the wall. Sergeant wall, comma. Man, it never occurred to me that they downgraded... His uh, his article from definite to indefinite, from the to ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. I now, still, I'm still, now he's just AWOL. I'm still... He yeah. used to be the wall, man. I'm so happy that uh, they were... It's Ber- the wall, they, they were Berlin and the wall. Berlin and the wall is fucking sweet. Pretty good. That's really good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. We did not get much... Uh, really, really, really <laughs> We did not get much uh, Alex Wright in our lives. He comes back. In 2000. Does he come back in later Boogie 2000s? Nights. That's late. To, that's, that's already... That's late 2000. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're around for quite a bit at the end. Holy fuck. And I think they're there maybe in the beginning of 2001. Wow. Uh, yeah, because uh, Alex Wright uh, wow. is a superstar. Wow. 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 Oh, wow. It's, um, it's my, my notes for this mostly are... Mostly. They mostly come at night. It's sloppy. Um, and then the finish was Elix bringing the chair in, swinging it at Lieutenant Loco, yep. who then picks up the chair and tries to hit Elix Skipper with it. Ref takes it away, and Elix puts on his great cup ring yeah. and punches out Chavo and then pins him, which they exclaim he's using his great cup ring. But the note that I made was how ridiculously bad kayfabe is in the sense that the referee will allow a heel ref wrestler to hit a face wrestler with a, with a weapon. Yeah. But when the 
face wrestler goes to use it, they the referee takes it away, yeah. preventing them from hitting a bad guy, which is just totally flawed logic. Yeah. I, I was figuring Elix was going to win this match, uh, but I wasn't confident that he was going to do the move I wanted him to do, because A, I don't know if he does it anymore, or if he just did it like on Saturday nights when he was a rookie, uh, and also that there are no fucking actual clean finishes in WCW, so there wasn't... He, he, yeah, so he won the match by hitting someone with a fake ring, but what I wanted him to do was what I, I know was his finisher when he was skip over... Which is a very oh. strange name. Kind of sounds kind of racist. Yeah, doesn't it? it? Makes it's like the of... education system skipped over him. Maybe he was a child left behind. Except he was uh, secretly much older than you think. Was he a child soldier left behind? <laughs> no soldier left behind. No child soldier left behind. But um, yeah, his like his old old finisher before he started doing the what was it? Was that the play of the? No, that was that was MVP. The play. Maker, the showstopper, the the icon, the the most flamboyant, the whole effing show. I'm just giving Shawn Michaels nicknames. Um, He's the whole effing show. What the fuck did Elon Skipper call it? The stun gun. Okay, uh, where you're done. Um, but no, but his his awesome move beforehand was he would go up to the ropes, uh, facing away in moonsault position. Then he would drop from standing on the ropes. To a handstand and stick it, and then fall down, turning 180 into a leg drop on the guy on the mat, which is always a crazy cool ass move. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he still does it. I don't know if we'll ever see it on Nitro, but it's awesome. Drew, what have you looked up on on the internet? Uh, what have I told you about the internet? Doesn't have moves listed, so I can't tell you. I was look, looking up Elix Skipper things. Yeah. It doesn't say what it is. Uh, skip over, dark. Skip over. Dark Guerrero. Dark Guerrero in all Japan. An extreme blade. Also in all Japan. Bizarre. Yeah. Why wasn't he just Elix Skipper? Don't know. I don't think he ever was Elix Skipper in all Japan. I think he always had a mask. I guess reason. they don't want to look at black guys. Is that because Japanese people are racist? Japanese people are super racist, but um, but much much more nicely than we're racist. They just literally don't let anyone in their country. Uh, well, you can visit. You just can't move in. Yeah. Uh, they really uh, don't like to mix their uh, DNA. No, Japan has kept it super pure. Yeah. The ones doing it right, Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, can't blame them. Um, yeah, it has it listed as the play of the day. I guess it was. So, did MVP just also call it that? I guess. Yeah. All right. I'll allow it. Maybe he called it the Playmaker. Maybe it was slightly different. Uh, yeah, maybe. How come MVP lives in, like, Seattle and we've never booked him? Because he sucks? Oh, that was it. I knew there was a reason. Because he's old now and wasn't even that good Wasn't even that with? good in his prime? Hmm. Interesting point. Lose the... First New Japan Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I know, right? How fucking weird is that? Yeah. Times, um, times change. So from here, we get Goldberg arriving in the building. Uh, we then get Vince Russo coming to the ring, where he cuts a promo and refers to the crowd as a bunch of Kansas City bleeps. Yeah, 
Which, and then Mark Madden says... Which, if you've seen Blazing Saddles, you know what comes after Kansas City. Um, he, Mark Madden goes, Kansas City bleeps, I thought they were the Jayhawks. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Um, Guys, Mark Madden, low-key, pretty funny. Uh, sure. Um, Vince pretty much tells Goldberg that Steiner's out of control because of him, blah, blah, blah. Goldberg comes through the back... Of, uh, through the the crowd and into the ring. Goldberg, in case you've missed a couple weeks, is just a straight up face now. Uh, yep, because they realized the decisions they had made previous to this uh, didn't really work out so well. I've made a huge mistake. Um, so Goldberg decides, hey, there's some security guys in the ring. Guess what? You're getting a Bret Hart killer. <sighs> so he boots one of them in the fucking head. I love the either the I don't know if it's the arrogance or just negligence or just lack of thought to it the move he murdered bret hart with and ended the career of a legend <laughs> he just does every day still one of his he moves just keeps doing to it to anyone and always seems to hit them really hard yeah that's where i learned how to throw super kicks from bill goldberg <laughs> the trying to ruin people's lives the hubris of that is something i greatly respect uh huh. Essentially, Russo called Goldberg down so that Goldberg can sign his release clause to get out of his contract. And go anywhere he wants to on Monday night. <coughs> yeah. Pretty much telling him to go to Raw. Yeah. Uh, I don't this, like it. Go to Raw. This is interrupted by Russo This talking, is girl interrupted by Angelina Jolie. Talking about uh, Goldberg's girlfriend. Goldberg then tries to murder Russo until on the overhead you get... Scott Steiner in a hallway outside of a door screaming at Goldberg about beating up Medeja last week, which we totally saw. Um, and he gave Medeja a jackhammer through a table, through and a table. it was the best thing. Um, which, by the way, I guess that like that does make Goldberg a dick. Like, he just... Yeah, beat, yeah, yeah. He beat up a woman who did nothing to him. Uh, yeah. That has nothing to do with anything that has to do with him. Yeah, because he's mad at who she's fucking. Yeah. That's some real, real-life shit right there. Um, I do like the idea of just beating up someone's girlfriend. That's like like having no specific issue with the girlfriend just because you're mad at the guy. Like I'm so mad at you, I'm gonna beat up your girlfriend. I got a girlfriend you can beat up. I'm gonna beat up your girlfriend. No, I know our girlfriend, not my oh. girlfriend. Um, this, so Steiner outside the door is screaming at Goldberg that if you're gonna beat up one of my freaks, then I'm gonna go into this hotel room. Get your girlfriend, and, and she's going to be with a real man. I'm going to rape your girlfriend. A hundred percent, it's rape. Yeah, and he is implying that, and then when he goes in, and she's screaming, and the door closes behind him, like that, he's going to fuck her. Yeah, he's going to force himself upon her and ruin her life psychologically. <laughs> and her and Goldberg are never going to be able to have kids. No amount of therapy. She's not going to want to be touched. Nope. And everything about you reminds her of him. She's gonna, he, he, like, he goes to put his hand on her shoulder and she flinches. Yeah. It's a real Liz situation. Ugh. We got a new Liz on our hands. Beth. The new Beth. Liz. Oh, they're both named Elizabeth. Oh. <laughs> um, so, after Goldberg sees this, he books it outside. He gets on his Harley. No helmet. No helmet. And Bad takes example, off to the uh, hotel. Um, we, Russo is still in the ring, Booker comes out, pretty much tells him he wants to stick his boot up Kevin Nash's butt. Yep. And that if Nash gets... For those of you who have missed those last couple of weeks, Kevin Nash is a heel now. Um, I don't know, he's not a full heel yet. 
He just did some stuff that Booker. Didn't he and like. Booker have issues. Yeah. Spoiler is a fucking hell by the end of the show. I don't. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, Booker is wearing a sweet snakeskin shirt. Yeah. It is fucking boss. It's rad. It's so good. Um, Russo tells him that he's not getting Nash. Uh, or no, that if Nash shows up to the building by the end of the night, he can have Nash. He specifically says, by the end of the night, you can have Nash. Yes. And so then, okay, cool, he leaves. Uh, I will come back to that in a second. Okay. Uh, next, we actually we have a set, another match, surprisingly. Um, so, Queewee's music plays, he comes out. Title card says... He comes out with Paisley. Kiwi, Queewee and Paisley. Yes. And I turned to Scott and said... Jesus Christ, are we getting a mixed tag match? And I said, probably. Out comes Corporal Cajun and Major, Major Guns. Guns. So we, in fact, we get were a very bad not excited. mixed tag match. And yes, Paisley's with Kiwi now because Kiwi has cucked the artist, even though Kiwi is gay. That is some. I don't think, no, I think it's not implied that he's gay. I think it's not. It's not. Yeah, they, I think they imply acts, that he's like a total ladies yeah, man. Yeah, acts gay, but just keeps smashing puss. Yeah, all the Nitro Girls. As like the opposite of you, <laughs> who is gay. Well, and not doesn't yet. Doesn't smash puss. Not yet. Right. But, In the future. But give it time. Yeah. Give it a year. Years. No, twelve years. I get twelve years. You think that the midway point of your life is in twelve years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm banking on. Best of luck. Um, I'll be dancing on your. 45-year-old grave when I'm 101 and come out. Um, in the commentary team, for whatever reason, they make Scott Hudson be the pervert. Yeah, even though just, Mark Madden is sitting there. There's, there's a literal pig in a twine shirt <laughs> two seats away from you, Yeah, and you're the pervert. And that's who you go and it yeah. just It seems so unnatural. It doesn't work. Scott Hudson is such a straight man. Yeah. Like, he's a statistics guy. Yeah. You know, he's not like... But he's making, like, pervy comments about, like, he wanted... Scott Hudson is probably autistic. (laughs) He's... Scott Hudson is a Ben Affleck in the account. Takes one to no one. Game recognizes game, spectrum-wise. Um... So, during this match, there was a couple different uh, points where there was men-on-women contact... Which I then... As became a theme. This is what I realized. Like, WCW loves, like, spousal abuse. Yeah. Like, they fucking love it because oh. they know their audience, the South. The South, who also on board with spousal abuse. But, like, there's so much of it. Because, like, it's Deja got jackknifed. Jackhammer. Jackknifed, remember? Oh, she did get jack Jackknifed. Oh, my God. Jackhammer. Jackhammered. Oh, my God. How many times has... Drew, like, is Deja okay? <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried about Medeja. Like, how many times were, like, you know, DDP would, like, grab Kimberly's arm oh, real yeah. aggressively, oh, or, yeah. like, like uh, Bischoff was doing it to Liz. Yeah. Like, it's non-stop yeah. spousal Liz, Liz, at this point in Nitro, I assume, is just in a women's shelter. She's she's in hiding. She's in witness protection. <laughs> um, she witnessed a lot of things that she needs to get protected from. Um, it's okay. She'll be fine. But there's, yeah, there's, like, a couple, like, you know, men bumping women, like, shoving them down stuff. Yeah. Um, we then get a like a horribly blown slingshot into the corner on. Oh yeah. Uh, C- Cajun's giving it to Kiwi, and then he just and, doesn't like you know his legs. And separate. Paisley's standing in the corner. the corner. 
So he's giving him the slingshot into her, and it's just so slow, and he gets and his, no... Yeah, his legs open as he's coming he gets up. no leverage It's like Caden had never done one before. Yeah. I feel like nobody knows how to do a fucking slingshot properly. Yeah. Also, Cajun did a wrestling move that neither of us have ever seen before, <laughs> but it was completely deliberate. It's exactly what he wanted to that, do. That was the move. It just, no one's ever done it before. He set it up, like, just like, basically just like a Northern Light suplex. He, like, put himself in a front face lock yeah. on the guy. Yeah. And then put, like, his arm between the guy's legs and power slammed him. It was a Northern Lights power slam. Northern Lights power slam. It looked weird. Like, I don't recommend every indie guy out there go start doing it, but it was technically a wrestling but, move. Uh, but executed properly, I guess, that we had never seen before. But, uh, Sean Phoenix, if you want to do that move, you hey. go ahead. Um... Yeah, so I said uh, to Scott as well, I really hope that this is just a lot of the dudes and the women don't actually get in because neither of them are trained. That's correct. Uh, my next note is just the women suck. They're bad. Um, neither they one of them knows how to get do in. anything. Yeah. Um, then the finish, whatever, happens. Um, but then... Paisley and Kiwi get back in and beat down the two of them. Yeah. And maybe realize, like, MIA are the most beaten up faction in the company. They get their asses kicked. Like, whether they win or lose, they get their asses kicked yeah. after every like, match. Like, they won the match. Yeah. And then got their asses kicked. Yeah. They, like, they have nearly a perfect winning record and look terrible always. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, then we get uh, Russo calls Steiner... And tells him that Goldberg is on the way, and that's when they cut to Steiner, and he says, oh, thank, thank you, you. Thank I, you. I need this. Yeah. I got a boner. And um, as we find out, it's that phone call is about an arranged rape. Arranged. Deranged. Which is, uh, which is so much better than an arranged marriage. It's the same thing. I want an arranged rape. I just want my parents to bring me a girl to rape. <laughs> And there is money exchanged between families. How is that not an arranged marriage? You get married, she has to have sex with you, and if you don't, you're her husband, you get to. Oh, I guess they are just arranged rapes with more paperwork. Yeah. Hmm. And and just another par- another set of parents. <laughs> yeah. That are also arranging it for you. Yeah, I thought I was onto something, but I uh, I guess India already <laughs> already has has that on me. It's it's kind of true though when you think about no, it. No, you're you're right. <laughs> you're for, you're forcing a girl to have to have sex yeah. with a man that she doesn't know. Yeah. And like if they don't meet until the wedding, then they're consummating that wedding. You're that getting raped night. tonight. You're getting raped tonight. Hmm. Getting Whoa. raped tonight. Um. Come, we go to commercial. We come back. We get three count and tank in the ring. Where Tank is singing his new hit single, yeah, nothing, nothing but a tank nothing thing, nothing but a tank thing, not to the tune of nothing but a G thing, even though it should have been. Uh, with uh, three count, but I guess three count refused to sing colored music. No, come on, they're all hip dudes. I guess I guess they were, they were Although, all probably in their year two thousand wigger stage anyway. Two of them are from the Carolinas, so yeah, probably. Not and the others from Florida. <laughs> yeah, Florida's whatever. Like Florida's all over the map. Yeah, Florida's a weird one. Um, then Tank decides that he's a sad boy because they're not singing it properly. He's like, no, do it and he better. Wants, he wants to quit guys, the band. Guys, you're sh- not practicing. He's shutting down the studio. Until somebody goes and gets him Cambodian breast milk. Yeah. 
so he goes to leave. Breast milk. You made my day. Um, he goes to quit the band. Shout out to Chappelle's show. Good show. Great show. Right? Uh, as he's going to quit the band, he's walking up the ramp. He gets jumped. He gets jumped from behind by the Dark Carnival, who bum rush the ring and beat the shit out of three count. Recent twenty four hour tag champions, the Dark Carnival. Yep. Uh, they come out holding some title belt that we can't decide at first. I was like, what is that? What is that? And so I'm running through the old the WCW title Rolodex. I'm like, I don't think it's any of these. Also, it's red, and I don't remember a red one. It was, and it was one half of the United States Tag Team Championship belts. There you go. Sure. <laughs> um, so it you said it was probably the Juggle, Juggalo Championship. They have to say ship on TV. But it's actually shit. Wrestling. Don't tell your mom, guys. Um, title. Yeah. Which it turned out to be. Which is a replica <laughs> WWF Winged Eagle World title. So it probably still had the WWF logo on it. Yeah. But, but like on they WCW care. TV on, on a red leather belt. Yeah. Like they care. Yeah. You know what? If you're gonna get a random replica title, that's a good one. Yeah, they uh, they talk about how the a bunch of like half shooty stuff and like Vampiro like not getting a chance because of the politics and yeah, blah, and, like blah, Juggalo blah. Championship Wrestling's taken over. This is the Dark Carnival. Yeah, uh, and then Dan loves our music. At this point, yeah. Any, uh, a great, at any point, has a great Malenko come out yet? I don't even know. I think it has. Uh, it has, I think. Um, so then Tank, as they leave, Tank gets back in the ring and says that, like, he's not afraid of Vampiro, so he'll fight him tonight in this ring. Whatever. So we get that match later. And we're like, huh, Tank Vampiro. That would be interesting. Uh, now we get, I think, what might have been one of the worst parts of Nitro, which was the new blur, the, the Natural One Thrillers, come to the ring. Yeah. Stand in the ring. Like Saunders gets on the microphone. I think it's Sanders. Sanders, whatever. I don't think it's Saunders. I don't think he's fancy enough to be Saunders. But he's in the South. Saunders. But that's Sanders. Saunders. <laughs> oh, like real, like, like Southern gentleman yeah. South. Like, Mark Saunders. Yeah. Uh, he proceeds on the plantation. to literally in, like, introduce each member of the Natural Born Thrillers. That Saunders has dozens, that Saunders has dozens of house boys. Nickname. <laughs> what they're known for. How big their penis is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they like, cut? Some of the, some are of they them, uncut? <laughs> some of them are wrong. Um, yeah, because he said that, that uh, Sean Stasiak was six foot five, and then that Sean O'Hare was, was six, six foot, foot five. five. They're different heights. They are different heights. Sean O'Hare is taller than Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Also, I and he, he built Reno as six feet two fifty. I don't think if he's six feet even. I don't think he's two fifty. I don't think so. No, no, no. I mean, he's big, he's but he's built, not. He's not but, big. Yeah. So I believe every stat he gave was wrong. I agree. Maybe Chidrak being six foot seven might be true. Yeah, that's about it. Or maybe he said six foot six. I don't know. I think Chidrak was six six. Yeah, which that's probably right. Maybe accurate. Uh, out comes the uh, the newly face. In case you missed it over the last. Yeah, in case you haven't been listening the past couple weeks. Filthy animals. Filthy animals for faces. Um. They come out, Conan throws some shade at Tank, uh, then talks about how he's not afraid of all these guys that only know how to do suplexes, clotheslines, and uh, leg drops. Oh yeah, Conan got like a double disc and he's like, and I thought Tank Abbott was bad at promos or something. Yeah. 
Um, and then we get come back from commercial, and we get uh, Ray, Hoovy, and Disco versus O'Hare, Jindrak, and Sanders. Yep. Um, kind of a fun match. Kind of, it it, was, like, it cool was like moments. an all-action six-man. It had a falcon arrow like right off the start. Right off, yeah. Like Hoovy, like I think does like a springboard cross body. And uh, O'Hare catches O'Hare him. O'Hare catches him and then just hurks him straight up and then stalls it and then yeah. gives him a falcon arrow. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, then <laughs> uh, Glenn Gilberti gets in. Yeah. And my note was Gilberti. Oh, the swinging neckbreaker. Well, yeah. That was my note was Gilberti, you suck, signed Drew. Was my note. Yeah, that, that was, but that neckbreaker was. At most, 50% his fault. I, G- I, Jindrak took it. Like, I would say 100%, though. Like, I what, think... I think like Gilberti's fault? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, I think Jindrak took it shitty, too. I mean, maybe. He is I, pretty green, yeah. still. But, uh, oh, just... It was a terrible swing neckbreaker. Like, it's that shitty swing neckbreaker where, like, the guy taking it doesn't really swing with it, and then both people land facing the same way somehow. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh... It's a very common spot, but it does it never really works out. No. But uh, he decided to throw one, because guess what? He sucks. Uh, at some point, uh, I think Jindrak had somebody in a headlock and just, like, lifted his leg towards the corner, and there was a yes. tag made. Yeah, he, like, put was, his leg out like a super kick. And it was a lap. And then O'Hare just tagged it. I'm like, can you do that? Uh, apparently. I thought ref, it was hands. The ref was, literally allowed it. I thought it was hand stuff. Um, on commentary... Uh, Madden asks Kit, uh, Conan if the titles are on the line. Conan says, Conan yes. says, anytime that we're in the ring and we carry these belts to the ring, those titles are on the line. Uh, uh, a bunch of stuff happens. Turned out not to be true. <laughs> and then Shivani says, I just got word from the back. This is not for the, the titles. The titles are not on the line. Because it's a six-man and you mental retard. And no, yeah, pretty much <laughs> he said, they make the matches, not you, so the titles are not on the line. Yeah. Which Conan just kind of ignores. Yeah, Conan just then threatened to make him toss a salad and peel his potato. Uh, there was a very cool uh, O'Hare powerbomb on Ray. Yep. Yeah, um, no good powerbomb. And Sit then... Down. It started to get a little bit sloppy towards the end. Yeah, because it, like, broke down and, like, everyone got in. But it, yeah, but it was, like, bad breaking down. Like, yeah. people didn't really know where they needed yeah, to be. Yeah, it was just and, a bunch of people. Uh, however, it there. did end with um, Tigress getting in the ring. Yep. And getting knocked to the ground. Well, guess what? In, violence against women. Yeah, violence against uh, love interests. This must be... I bet this is the record for most finishing maneuvers performed on, on women. women. On one show? On one show. Yep. Three? Three. Yeah, I would say so. Um, they lay her out. Sean O'Hare gives her the safest Shantan bomb ever. It looks great and super safe. Barely touched Sean her, o- I bet. Sean O'Hare, what a waste. What a waste. Could have been you know what? the man. Sean O'Hare, what a waste. Juventud Guerrero, what a fucking waste. Yeah. If he wasn't such a pain in the ass, yeah. who loved to get buddy-buddy with Bob, uh, Cowboy Bob, um, <laughs> he could have done something with yeah. his life. Just but instead, sw- he's a DJ and he sucks. Just swapping hep A back and forth. Um, so I did write that the match was sloppy, but good. Yeah. Uh, next we get Goldberg arriving at the hotel to stop the rape, but he only goes, they, they only show him going into the hotel and then we cut to commercial. Yeah, going through the glass door of the hotel, which I was praying for him to punch his way through because he never learns. <laughs> glass! Bam! <laughs> glass is my greatest, my greatest enemy, but greatest weakness. How did you know? <laughs> oh, um, that's a thing I keep remembering to bring up since 
literally like January or February, one of these podcasts, um, because we were looking up the 2000 New Japan Dome show, yeah, and the weird ass card that it was, yeah, and Goldberg wasn't on it because he punched a window and the window won, but the match was supposed to be Goldberg versus Manabu Nakanishi, and then we decided that is the that is all we want to see is that fucking match. We'll book that on the exact same card as that Kelly Five Way. Ooh, that's. I'm gonna do my own Joey Janela show, which is all the silly shit we want to do. I would love your stupid Joey Janela show. Me versus Zack Saber Junior in a death match. Zack Saber Junior in a death match, (laughs) which is the best. Uh, Kelly's fetish Five Way. Yep. Him, him, and four gainers. Four gainers. <laughs> I did think of one silly spot that I wanted to happen where, like, they're all standing around Kelly and Kelly gets fired up and just, like, bop, 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 bop in a circle. <laughs> like, yep. you know, hits all of them and then gets fired up and then they all just very slowly lean in and smush them in the middle. Because, <laughs> like, they wouldn't have to move very far. Nope. They just, like, all walk in <laughs> until Kelly turns blue and just drops. <laughs> It's the best. <laughs> Which I can only assume is Kelly's like ultimate goal of this is just, just getting just getting crushed. Live out his his fat male crushing fetish. <laughs> oh, that's a smelly pile. <laughs> oh man, that's a five way smelly pile. Um, I guess I forgot to write the note down earlier, but uh, at some point when Nash wasn't there, Russo told the. The natural born thrillers. Oh, yeah, Russo like rolled up on the thrillers and was like, "Blah blah, Chuck Palumbo, I guarantee you will win a title tonight." Yeah, if 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 Nash doesn't show up. Yeah. So now he says, "If Nash doesn't show up, you're in the match." Earlier he said, "By the end of the show." Yeah. Um, we are now in match four, and guess what? Booker T versus Chuck Palumbo happens. So the middle of the, the show. The middle of the show. Um, also, you have to work in terms of kayfabe. Two days a week. You have to work Nitro and Thunder. Yeah. Show up to work on time. Yeah, it seems like... Show up to work on time for the two hours you I, have to work. I feel like Nash, Steiner, Hogan, and Goldberg yeah. have never been on time. Have they, have, they, they arrive at the building... Sometimes almost, they arrive right when it's starting. Yeah. Sometimes not. Sometimes, sometimes an hour and a half later. Or sometimes but it's like right at the end. They're never there when it starts. Yeah. Like, they're not at the arena at nine. They are constantly missing their flights <laughs> they are sleeping through alarms they are having car troubles their wives are pregnant <laughs> something it's always um yeah. do your job so they don't even wait um and before the match can start russo comes out as the of course surprise yeah, I work four hours special guest referee i work four hours total two days a week uh i usually show up late <laughs> <laughs> and leave early <laughs> i don't give a fuck how much do you make i don't know like what $1.7 billion. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty sick gig, dude. Um, I don't have health insurance, though. When Russo gets to the ring as the referee, him and Chuck have one of those real fun going for a high five, double high five, but one's going for a hug moment. Yeah. It, yeah, it was super awkward. Like, one went for a high five with his right hand, and the other went for a hug with his left side, but then also a fist pump with his right side, and then they just like interlocked and became one being for a moment. They just touched. <laughs> Tips. Um, I said there was. Uh, there's been a lot of scoops on this show. A lot yeah. of people picking people up for scoop moves. Yeah. Um, then uh, Palumbo decides he 
uh, is the biggest sandbagger that's Rumble's ever lived. Rumble was bad at jumping for he moves. He did not match. jump for a suplex. Nope. He did not jump for a hip toss, maybe? There was, an, there was another one for sure. Um, and then Palumbo gets Booker out for a stalling suplex. Booker goes and up I was very like, nicely hey, and stays uh, there. Chuck, like a professional wrestler. That's how you go up. Yeah. Uh, at some point, like, Russo legitimately just, like, doesn't even get down to count pins for Booker. He just doesn't move. Yeah, just, yeah. No pretense about it. Yeah. Just. Uh, Booker starts getting up, um, on there, on, uh, Chuck. The Natural Born Thrillers come out. Uh, then real American hero Big Vito makes the save. Yep. Comes down and beats all of them up with his... Top face in WCW. Batball Vito. Um, out comes Nash... Who, if Nash was there the whole time, why don't you just make Booker versus Nash? Reasonable question. Um, Nash comes out and, surprise, surprise, turns heel. Not like you can't see it from a fucking mile away. Uh, and then... I feel like you forgot to do the thing where you act like you're going to hit the other yeah. person with the chair first and then turn and hit him because he was just looking at Booker the whole yeah. time. He was just waiting for Booker to turn. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chuck Palumbo wins the WCW World Heavyweight title. But not really... You don't know. Oh, and then the cat comes out. Well, I guess not really. So the cat comes out. Super babyface. He immediately breaks kayfabe and says, he's the commissioner. You're the writer. Russo's just the writer. So they are on the same level. Yeah. They can't overpower one another. But this wasn't a legally sanctioned match. So Booker still gets the title. Yeah. Booker then says... He doesn't want the title given to him because he didn't pin Palumbo and the fans wouldn't like that. So he should just take the title and do whatever he wants with it. So then Cat just restarts the match. Yes. Uh, and the restart of the match, he removes. He tells Vince Russo to, if you're the writer, just write your way out of the ring. Got him. Uh, then the Cat takes off his shirt and is wearing a referee shirt. Which we were hoping for. We got very excited. Um... Then, um, Cat the match, he's the ref. They did, like, two uh, spots. They did two wins. spots, Booker wins, and then it was like, what a fucking waste of Nash's heel turn. Yeah. In the middle of a dusty finish that isn't even involved in the finish, and yeah. that guy still wins. Yeah, and then just leaves. Yeah, he just leaves. And the guy, yeah, the guy he attacked still won. Yeah, like, yeah. what a total fucking Great. waste. Um, then we get to the hotel again. Where Goldberg decides he doesn't know how to run upstairs. Oh my god. he is the most uncoordinated man to run upstairs I've I, ever seen. I couldn't tell if it was because he was like trying to do four steps at a time. Or he or was too wide for the or stairwell. he was too wide for the stairwell. But the way he ran up the stairs is like that video of those uh, those black guys. One of whom looks like Vicky Langston. Uh, doing like a crazy run down the street to take on me by aha. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. That's what Goldberg looked like doing that. Yeah. Um, he looked like a puppy trying to go downstairs, <laughs> but he was a man running upstairs. <laughs> Who you'd think had used stairs before. Like, you, odds are, like, if you looked yeah. at Bill Goldberg and said, yeah, that looks like an adult man, he's probably gone upstairs before. Gone but, up, yes. Ran up. Maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe not. Maybe not, because this did seem new to This him. was Goldberg's virginity <laughs> of running upstairs. This, yeah, this, this sort of flummoxed him. Uh, but then they immediately cut away again. They don't even show him going to the room. Like No, they're really making us yeah. hear this. They're, getting, they're really they're edging to us. Piecemeal. Uh, next up, we get Vampiro versus Tank Abbott. Yeah. We get the ICP on commentary doing their Who own did a costume change. Did a costume change to dress professional. 
uh, and they, wearing suits and shorts, and they come out with they have uh, fake names. Yeah, they're uh, like they're I guess they're Juggalo wrestling commentary I names. I guess so. Um, they then keep referring to Tank as a bunch of like nicknames. Uh, the only two I wrote down were Tank Flabbage. Yep. And Pink Rabbit. Yeah, I remember hearing Pink Rabbit. Then there was something sandwich, like Frank Sandwich There's or something. There's Frank Sandwich. There's, oh, uh, Hank, Hank Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was like, yeah, stop dancing around it and call him Tank Faggot, all right? Like, everyone knows that's what you want to do. Just stop being cowards and do it. I called him Yank Fappet. <laughs> also good. Um, More creative than mine. He then, they then, one of them said on commentary that Tank is used to shoot fighting, but, but now he's going to have real. to do this real thing. <laughs> this is real. Yeah. Um... The match sucked. Yeah. It was so bad, but we got oh my the God. greatest bump oh my fucking in the God. history of bumping. This had the best referee, uh, wrestler ducks a move and guy hits referee spot of all time. Little Nate might be low-key the greatest bumper of all Holy time. Holy shit. He takes the punch real well. Yeah. And just like launches himself. Blasts him. Launches For himself real. like up and back and takes like a neck bump. Yeah. It was... Phenomenal. Little Nate is the fucking man. Little Nate, top five. Top five. After that, top five. Number someone's out. Number four. I don't know who. Maybe, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe Chronic. I don't know if they've been doing it for me. Yeah, they didn't really do a lot. To, well, they did some stuff tonight, but yeah. Um, after uh, some bullshit uh, involving three count and uh, ICP all brawling, uh, Tank comes in and just clobbers everybody. Yeah. Uh, he then gets misted by Muda, yeah. and then the great guard... Muda, who I can only assume during all this, like, juggalo shit, is just looking around going, Oh, I wonder what the hell doing. <laughs> he has no concept of what a juggalo is, where a understand. hatchet man doesn't translate to are, Japanese. They're paying me more than they should for me in the year 2000. They're paying, I, they're I paying me 2001 money, but they don't know I'm going to get good again. <laughs> I know. I know. Ask questions. <laughs> um... I wrote down the note that uh, Tank is used to getting blasted in the face by sticky stuff, so it was not a big deal deal for him. Boom. Uh, it seems like after see, the... See earlier, Tank faggot. <laughs> uh, after uh, Dark Carnival leaves, he kind of seems like he's quitting three count, and then we looked, and he only has... he They wrestle on Thunder. The next day on Thunder. They do all four Dark Carnival members versus... Three count and tank. Nice. They lose, and then that's Tank's last wrestling match for until, eight years. <laughs> until his one match in IGF in 2008 against Josh Barnett, which sounds like it's worth watching. Maybe. 2008? Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it. Uh, we go uh, back to the arena where we get uh, Norman Smiley versus one of the members of Chronic, uh, Brian Clark. Yep. Uh, so I, it was revealed to us. So Norman, of course, as we all know, won the hardcore title back last show. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is that he doesn't want the hardcore title anymore, yes. and he actively wants to Trying lose it. to lose it. However, the circumstances are not allowing him to lose it. Yeah. So which is a good gimmick. He starts out. He gets a couple good shots in on Brian Clark with like a kendo stick. Yeah. And then Clark just kind of gets mad and beats him up. Correct. Just like bumps him around, hits him with the kendo stick real hard. Yeah. He's trying to lose. Uh, Brian Adams is on commentary, and he it was kind of funny. He said some right. funny stuff. Um, but however, when Brian Clark is going to hit his finish, I guess through a table, like a bald man runs in the ring, 
And like at first, it I didn't seemed like a fan him. was trying to enter. Yeah. And then the way they were holding him back. And then uh, Brian Adams goes over like towards that side of the ring, and you see another bald man, and we realize that we got we got the motherfucking Harris, Harris back. So Harris spelled with two S's. If you catch my drift, uh, they came back. We haven't seen them months. Yeah, like two or three months. I'd say at least three. Yeah. Yeah, like May maybe. Yeah. Uh, so they run in, they beat up Chronic, they give uh, Brian Clark an H-bomb through the table, yep. pull Norman on top, Norman wins, and is super bummed that he like, won. God damn it. Doesn't want the title belt from the referee, doesn't seem very happy at all. Uh, the next note I wrote is just, more rape. More rape. Um, Steiner now has her, uh, or so Goldberg gets to the room, yeah. kicks in the door. Waves in the 4-4. Finds a note written on the win- the mirror in the bathroom that yeah. says... She's safe. I have her at the back of the arena. So now Goldberg has to run. But also, I've already raped her. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, she's already been abused. Um, we then, he runs out of the room. Now, the next match is Kevin Nash versus Big Vito. American hero. American hero. Big Vito. Uh, the first half of this match was kind of fucking bizarre, because it was just Vito beating oh, up Nash. Vito. Like, he, well, first off, he threw a phantom kick that didn't hit Nash. That's a good one. But then Nash was, like, bumping and selling, and, and he was giving really, him suplexes. And he, and he wasn't really acting. No. Like, he wasn't putting any effort in, but it then, was, like, at some point, odd. he just, like, decided, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sick right. of being the you guy who's bumping. Yeah. Uh, so then he just beats up Vito for the end of it. Uh, but then Booker goes Jack, to run... Jack knives him once. Yeah. Goes for a second one. Yeah. Booker goes to run in, and Slick Johnson calls for the DQ way too early. So fast. Before Booker's even attacking Nash. Which is not, like... WCW MO. Um, so then Booker comes in and they and he beats up Nash and Nash kind of books it out of the way, whatever. Um, now next we get uh, Lance Storm and the partner that he was being forced to have by the cat, which was uh, turned out to be Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Versus General Erection of Mike Awesome. The stipulation was that if anybody pins Lance Storm, they win his. They win the U.S. title, the US Canadian slash title. Slash Canadian title. Um, but then it's pretty obvious early on that, like, Jarrett has no interest in being in this match or being, uh, Lance's partner. Jarrett's a little too cool for So school. he's just kind of, like, fucking around, you know? Like, at yeah. some point he, like, doesn't break up a pinfall and he's, like, posing on the second rope or yeah. something. Um, and then we were walking kind around, of debating, pre- like... Walking around pretending the stroke is a good move. Um, yep. Uh, or a good song by Billy Squire. I mean, yes, there was there was nothing really good no. about the match, but there was one point where we thought that like General Erection was just clean winning. Yeah. Because um, he hit his moonsault. Yeah. But then, of but course, no, the referee was distracted, and then Elix Skipper runs down. Uh, Elix hits like a leg drop off the top. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Lance gets the pin. Yeah. So, like, but yeah, it was kind of a nothing match. Yeah, well, like, nothing yeah. really happened. Um, so then next we get come back to the arena. After the commercial, we get Steiner in the back yelling about how much he loves rape and how he's going to rape her again and how he's going to ruin her fucking life and her family's not going to talk to her anymore because she's a dirty whore. They're going to blame you. And Society favors me. He looks right in the camera and uh, while his girl, while Goldberg's girlfriend is corpsing, he yep. then tells him, him that he loves his freaks and he would never be with a bitch this ugly. That was pretty funny. And that she's just bait. Yeah. Um, Goldberg then... Steiner, something of a masturbator. He is a masturbator. Um, Goldberg comes out, 
As he's making his way to the ring, Jarrett runs up behind him and gives him a a gi- very ginger uh, chair shots. Yeah. To which Goldberg is kind of no sense. Yeah, which Goldberg kind of acknowledges as like, gentle and just keeps like, walking. Takes the chair shot, goes to his knee, yeah. gets up, then and gets just up and walks walking. to the ring. Yeah. So Jarrett has to hit him like three more times. Yeah. Doesn't turn and clobber Jarrett. Nope. Doesn't run. Yeah, he's largely ignoring Jarrett. Just walks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's their way of saying, like, oh, Goldberg's real tough. Or Jarrett's a bitch. Or Jarrett's a bitch. I mean, Jarrett is a bitch. Um, so they get in the ring. They start brawling. Uh, down comes Booker to make the save because, like, they don't have any other faces. So even though... Yeah, we're like, oh, who's going to make the save? Yeah, like, even Booker because, like, who's the next highest face? Well, like, I don't know. They don't even have one. They like, don't, right? Even, even considering that Booker's not really involved with Jarrett or Steiner, yeah. he just has to make the save. Like he's the only main event And then, of course, that available. brings out Nash, yeah. which then we realize, like, oh, this is the NWO reforming. Like, I'm like, not, oh, not shit, actually. Nash, Steiner, Jarrett. But, like, they started as a team at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Over the course of the first seven months, they two of them turned face. Yeah, and have turned back heel. And then have turned back heel, and now they're all, like, vaguely aligned again. Yep. Uh, and then comes out comes Rick Steiner, who is carrying a lead pipe, and let's not question the validity of that lead pipe. He hit people, as I said, if it was lead, he was hitting people very hard with it. <laughs> he hits. I don't know if you've been hit with a baseball bat speed swing with a piece of lead. <laughs> uh, I have. Okay. I survived. So you know, uh, my brain, my skull did not cave in. <laughs> I was not leaking gray matter. <laughs> Um, anyways, they decide that they're going to, uh, they're going to beat them up. They handcuff Goldberg to the bottom rope. They then grab his, uh, girlfriend. Steiner puts her in the Steiner recliner and Which chokes is... her, chokes her the fuck out. Yeah. Like, kill, like, essentially kills her. Kills her. Just mur- like, murders her Rapes in front of Goldberg. and, he, or Scott Steiner raped and murdered a woman. Like, this whole show was nothing but spousal abuse. Yeah, it was at this point where we really came to the realization, man, WCW hates women. It's almost as if someone in charge of writing these is an emotionally stunted man-child who hates women. Hmm. But we couldn't figure out who could potentially be responsible for that. So we just sort of let it go. To A mystery for the ages. Dust in the wind... What WCW writer in 2000s? But we don't know who the writer is because they don't mention it. That's true. They never told us. It's not like someone pointed at someone in the ring or you're the and writer. Said, you're the writer. That was like during, <laughs> like right after the the re the reboot reboot when they were talking about how literally on the air where Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff will be back with the company to run creative. Yeah. yeah. To make to make the things up that people will do. How did they not ruin wrestling? I mean, I'm kind of sad they didn't ruin wrestling because then I would have wouldn't have wasted eighteen more years of my life watching wrestling. <laughs> That's true. We we could have really nipped this in the bud. I don't know. I don't know if there is another thing in the world that people like love and hate at the same time as much as wrestling fans do. Yeah. Because, like, we love wrestling. Yeah. But we fucking hate wrestling. I think some Star Wars nerds hate every movie. Like, hate every new movie that they make. I guess. Is it the same, though? I don't think it's exactly the same, but it's the only other comparison I can make. You know, yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't imagine, like, a professional sport isn't like that. Professional sport, not really, like... Other movies, like, superhero movies, not really. People, like... Yeah, but I, I think like... the fans of those like those. 
but I feel like movies is a hard movies, movies and music is, is a hard thing to compare it to. Yeah. Just because it's such a wide, yeah thing. You know, it's like it's not like, um, I like yeah, literally, I can't think of anything like skateboarding, like professional skateboarding or yeah. something, right? Like, yeah, I love I love skateboarding, but like I fucking hate skateboarding. Yeah. Like it's, it's not I I, I not have so so many fond memories of wrestling over the course of my life, but I've also wasted my whole fucking life <laughs> on wrestling. You know, like when you start watching it when you're four years old, yeah. and now you're thirty two. <laughs> like your whole your, your whole fucking life has been wrestling. Yeah, you know, there's so much wasted knowledge, like so brain much. space up here that is filled with wrestling knowledge that I don't need to have. Yeah, that could be like my family's birthdays. <laughs> Or like remembering all of my uh, my key phrases that don't trigger me. <laughs> or long division. You know what? Long division is hard. Long division is hard. Try doing it. It's not that easy, especially once you're uh, an old man. Once you're old and retarded. Um. Ooh, probably shouldn't shake the table. Um. Yeah. God, I hate wrestling. Yeah. Even like watching good wrestling makes me hate it. I, I remembered a thing that I don't enjoy doing today. I do not enjoy watching wrestling on a very full stomach because mm. when I'm watching wrestling, I'm thinking about me doing wrestling. Mm. And But if I'm super full, it just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not good. I do actually. I, I do know what you're saying. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel that too. It's bad. Uh, we did watch good wrestling today. And by good wrestling, I mean probably the, my, the, my new favorite death match of all time. Ryuji Ito versus Kankuro Hoshino. Big Japan. I think their big sumo hall show. I want to say July 20th, 2014. It's it's the match where Hoshino wins the deathmatch title. And it fucking ruled. I've never seen a more, like, light-hearted, delightful <laughs> thing as deathmatch. And also the grossest shit I've ever seen. Oh, some, some real gross shit on that. I mean, it, ha- it has probably... I would have to really think about it, but it's like scissor board. <laughs> yeah. Leaving a syringe in your mouth for at least a quarter of the match. I'd say almost half. I would say yeah, almost you know half. What? Yeah. Like almost, almost, the, half. almost the second half of yeah, the match. Yeah. Like it's like, like that's it. Like number one, scissor board. Number two, leaving a two syringe in your mouth for long, most of the match. Long term syringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was real fucking we gross. Just kept just screaming, screaming at him to take it take out. Take it out like, now. You're standing up. Mm. No one's hitting you. You can take the syringe out of your face. You have a needle sticking out the outside of your <sighs> cheek. Because the syringe went in the inside of your inside cheek. Inside of your cheek. What was the other one that was oh the like um, the sitting on the chair on top of the scaffold, Hurricane Rana. Oh yeah, and almost hitting the turn. Yeah, because the scaffold is already like you're halfway across the ring, yeah. and now you're coming down with a Rana. Like, you know, you've got maybe eight feet to work with for your Rana bump yeah. off a scaffold. So yeah, so he just like blasts his legs on the turnbuckle, or like, oh, hope you didn't break your legs today. Yeah. <laughs> but and then he did uh, what I was really hoping for, which was sent on off of the scaffold was yep, the finish. You got your wish. That was fucking killer. Yeah. Um, we also then we of course we got to see a uh, Kasai and Masada match. Kasai and Masada. Uh, yeah. C- CZW Mania Weekend 2013. Anyone trying to search it out? Oh, 
that had the f- the fucking skewers. It's oh skewers. Fucking, so he uh, they tried the skewers Kazai on goes, each other like three times. He goes to give it to Masada the first time. Yeah, and they just don't doesn't stick. go. He like jams them in, hits them, and they just drop. And like it looked like he did it right. Yeah, he did 100 did it right. Like, he, the jam looked good, and he, and he yeah. hit them hard to get them to stick in, and not a single one stuck in. And then the they reverse it, so yeah. then Masada goes to give it to him. Same thing, hits Bam, it hard. hits it hard. Does they just Nothing drop stays. off. So then he goes, uh, Kasai goes up to do something. Yeah, Christina Von Eri. gets nutted by Christina Von Eri on the top. In. Yep. She grabs them. Yep. Hits Looks them, like she did pretty well. Hits them real hard, yeah. and nothing. Yeah. So then Masada gets up, and he's like, grabs them. Masada is like, fuck this. <laughs> And aims for the forehead, right in the middle of the fucking forehead. Yeah. Hits it, hits it real hard. The whole thing stays in. And then it stays in, and then just and like then hangs s- yeah. by one Ugh. skewer stuck under his skin. Deep. So they're all just hanging in front of his face, and then eventually they drop. The one is still there. And then he takes a bunch of moves. Then he takes like three German suplexes like, with Jesus. the thing, with the skewer just sticking out of his forehead. Oh, and the gusset plate. Yeah, so they have the gusset oh. plates on two sides, on two ropes across from each other. So they they tease it a bunch and Kazai gets like whipped back first into it and it's like pretty bad but like whatever. But then he like runs at Masada who drop tolls him causing his forehead to rake across the gusset plate right on the way down and then just red everywhere. It's the most blood I've ever seen that doesn't involve a dead body. <laughs> it was everywhere and then Masada got like his arm cut up pretty bad yeah. and then they his just hand too. and then they just wrestled until they couldn't wrestle anymore yeah. Masada tried to powerbomb Kazai couldn't <laughs> pinned him anyway and that was the end of the match yeah. they literally wrestled until they were do- it was the Kenny Rogers first one to finish is done <laughs> it was crazy so I was raised on the dairy bitch recommend both of those Masada Kazai April 5th, 2013, and Ido Hoshino, Big Japan, July 20th, 2014. And if you can't find them, hit me up. I have them. So there, the slide, slide into those DMs, baby. Drew, are you smoking weed again? Nope. Drew, we're Oxy Boys now. <laughs> we're Oxy Boys.